Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 money line bet on any NBA playoff game. And when you win, it's $150 in bonus bets instantly. Thanks to code DNVR. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, this is a historic show. It is the first show after Chris Bryant's first Coors Field home run as a Rocky. <laughs> freaking time to be alive. Bottom line, I will no longer remember April 17th as the anniversary of Ubaldo Jimenez's no-hitter. It will now be the, the first home run for Chris Bryant. That's how I think we should fairly remember this day. Like literally a year <laughs> overdue. <laughs> Yeah, longest Literally. span, 140 plate appearances, uh, the longest span for anyone. Although there was pr- probably a couple guys in there that had like five at-bats and never homered. But we'll oh, forget about that. 140, it was a lot. He talked about it after the game. We talked about Connor Joe. 13-4 mm-hmm. to four loss, six in a row. Was that go down as like a top or maybe bottom 100 loss in the history of the franchise the way it was i know you were there we'll we'll get your your uh, yeah i've got takes you've got your takes (laughs) from the other side so i I like those takes maybe even better uh than my own uh we'll catch up on some of the minor league guys because it's tuesday aka minor league monday uh and we've got some more books to kind of to chat about because it's that time mother's day father's day is coming up you want to get some gifts or get something for yourself? Sit oh, you're outside. Giving some, so you're giving some book gift recommendations. Yeah. Slash some summer reading. Slash giving people homework to do. Like, hey, yeah, friend, okay. here you go. I will be following up on this in a couple months. Did you read it? I need to know. Got it. Those kind of fun gifts. Uh, but 13 to 4 loss last night. Kyle Freeland gives up nine runs, seven of which were earned. I think it was six runs that was in the se- second inning. A lot of it having to do just with errors. Uh, bad mm-hmm. defense, a couple plays throughout the night that were marked as hits that probably could have gone down as errors. Ellie Hurst Montero with two errors last night at third base. I, I asked Freeland if, you know, he, he gave up a home run to McCutcheon. It, it donged out of 24 mm-hmm. out of 30 ballparks. It's like 383 feet. But it also had an expecting bat, expected batting average of like 170. And so because <laughs> it like landed on the wall, it was very robbable. I was oh. like, ah, you can't, you can't fault you can't fall pro far in, in that way and say, oh, he should have robbed it. He could have robbed it. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. There was a double along the way, but it was a lot of just like singles up the middle that you can't help but think like maybe on a different night, this doesn't go down this way, but it just kind of snowballed a little bit. And Freeland said, no, I, I, I didn't make my pitches. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, those singles, those line drives up the middle were an indicator that I missed my spot. So, you know, he was uh, dismissive of this idea that the defense gave him no support. It didn't give him any any support. He didn't say it. I'll say it. Defense sucked last night. Yeah, you know, something about those Pirates, they were hitting just in all the right spots. I was like, another yeah. one, another one, another one, another one. They're just going to keep going. Okay, we're going to bat around. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like you said, where they it weren't impressive shots of like, man, he's getting shelled. But just no. in the right spot. They got a team of wee willy keelers. You know what I mean? He's the one who said, <laughs> hit him where they ain't. That's it. That's they, the they did that. They did that. And uh, as such, Freeland's ERA ballooned from 0.96 to 3.80, which is still respectable. That's still a fine course field ERA, but yeah, uh, it, it's not fair. <laughs> less, it's not, it is what it is. I will say I enjoyed being at the game at a game like that with a score like that, drinking margaritas. You got a lot of good practice on on keeping score. Like, okay, how do I mark that weird one? Yeah, right. And Cabrian Hayes singles 
And then Daza hits the cutoff, man, but maybe a little more lackadaisically than he should than he should have. Mm-hmm. Hayes, you know, sneaks up into second base. There were a couple of those little moments where it's like, ah, defense could have been a little bit crisper. And mm-hmm. how, how do I mark that down? How do I yeah. put that in my scorebook? <laughs> uh, Jaiwan Bay, he reached base his first four times on like a sacrifice bunt. Mm-hmm. That was the Freeland play where he tried to go home. Maybe, you know, he'd probably rather go to first base, get the out. Uh, he reached base by an error, had an infield single to Montero that, you know, maybe McMahon, definitely McMahon, definitely Arenado would have made over at third base on the backhand. So it was kind of one of those nights. One of the questions that Bud Black was asked post game was about, you know, Montero and his defense. And there were some folks, you know, kind of in the press box saying, you can't run him back out there again mm. after two and a half errors, right? The half doesn't officially count, but mm-hmm. that was rough. At the same time, you know, Ezekiel Tover, I talked with Bill Schmidt yesterday, uh, got an article coming out here shortly on the dnvr.com. And, you know, they're, they're sticking with Tovar. He's uh, scraping along a little bit offensively. Defensively, he's been good. He's made some mm-hmm. plays. You go, ooh, he almost made a great play, but he didn't. Or he got a little bit of help from C.J. Crone, right? He went uh, backhand, I think, in the St. Louis series. Mm-hmm. Threw it to Crone, who had to kind of go down the line, made the tag for the out. Um, but they're sticking with Tovar because he's the shortstop of the future. He's 21 years old. There's still a lot to like. The other options don't really get you excited. They don't move the needle for your future. Tovar is the future needle mover in the same way Montero is too. So mm-hmm. you know what? You got, you got to roll him back out there or, or make him the DH or have him spend a little bit more time at first base. Figure it out. But Montero can be, at least, can be a very important piece to the Rockies' future. And so you can't entirely give up on him just yet. Yeah, those uh, our, future, our future gems weren't really sparkling too much last night. Yeah, I think it was Nick Roke. We were kind of going back and forth as to what they could do with Montero and you could roll Blackman out in the right field, and you're you're not going to get errors out of Charlie, but you are going to get, you know, teams taking advantage of him on on the base pass, or he might not get to a ball that falls in that you go, well, that's not an error. He just maybe wasn't quick enough, and the end result is going to be the same thing as an actual fielding error for Montero. Mm. So it'll look a little bit better, maybe aesthetically, but it'll be kind of the same results, and then maybe Chris Bryant goes back to third base. You could do you could do one of those things. Clearly, they're not going to you know turn the keys over to third base to Alan Trejo. No, unfortunately, Maybe they should. What, they should. What can't but, Alan Trejo do? Oh yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah, he got him to pitch last night. I think it was in the second inning. We put out there on uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. All right, what position player do you want to see pitch tonight? It's got those vibes. Came around to it. Someone said Charlie Blackman, and I go, that would be fun. <sighs> that would have been hilarious. How many pitchers can you remember having a big bushy beard? Sean Keeler was there last night. He goes, well, Dallas Keuchel, he's a White Sox mm-hmm. guy. Uh, Bumgarner, he's more scruffy beard than big beard, but but beard still. No, that's, Dallas that's Keuchel a has, a, has a huge. He beard, had though. he had it more, you know. But I feel more like it's very um, it's it's contained. Charlie Blackman's is not contained. Someone on Twitter like in said a good way. <laughs> Brian Wilson, but again. We're coming up with two. All right, we'll throw Bumgarner in there a little bit. It's like literally three guys in the last 20 years. We might be forgetting some, but like just for his beard alone, mm-hmm. let him pitch. Let that would have been funny. That would have been cool. Would have would have been into it. But uh, seeing Alan Trejo come in was hysterical. He looked like he was laughing He was having fun. He should, he, he should have had fun. He was barely getting the ball over 60 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> he got, I think he threw three pitches and got two outs. 
on like a 56.7 mile per hour slider. That was another thing. The pitches were being recognized as sliders. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, you can get movement on a 60 mile an hour pitch. And then sure enough, I think it was Jack Sawinski. You know, after getting two outs on 60 mile an hours, Jack Sawinski hits one, you know, into the second deck for a home run. But, you know, nine ERA is better than a couple Rockies pitchers here in the last few years. You, so, know, what? you know what? Not too bad. <laughs> Not Have some fun. Um, did uh, you guys find out why it was it was Alan Trejo over, no. over anyone else? Didn't seem didn't, didn't pressing. Ask that? No, no, it didn't seem like a pressing question. We joked about it. Like, <laughs> so what did we ask? Because, you know, last night's loss, 13 to 4, uh, it doesn't, mm-hmm. the end result doesn't sound closer than it actually was. You still got whooped by nine runs. But at one point it was, it was 13-1 and it was, it was nine nothing before Chris Bryant you know, finally uh, hit his his first home run at, at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, what do you ask in, in games like this where just everything seems to go wrong mm-hmm. and you might not get the best answers? But Buddy was, you know, not emotional. He was very composed, gave, you know, really, really solid answers. That the the Trejo pitching question is it was a more fun and lighter and looser one for for pregame. But we we were thinking of about it, like, you know, do, do we ask? Did, serving, <laughs> serving again, maybe? Mm-hmm. I think he was the only guy that hadn't really gotten into the game by that point. Or at least I think Servin might have come in as a pinch hitter in the ninth he did. inning. did, yeah. So they were like, all right, well, Servin, let's get him in at bat, so let's not use him as a pitcher. You know, not everybody can pitch and hit at the same time, Susie, all right? Brian Servin's pretty good. I just don't know that he can do both those things at the <laughs> same time. Only like a couple hundred people can. Oh, wait, no, one. Just yeah. one. Just Shohei. Otani. Just Shohei. <laughs> That's it. Just Shohei can do that. So that was uh that was a fun moment I guess to mm-hmm. kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I did ask Buddy about you know the the use of both tie block and Carnes Seabold. I mean the team has two long relievers I think because they didn't really trust 3 4 5 mm. in the rotation and I Gomer's been okay, he's given him a little bit of length. Fellner's been okay, hasn't given them a ton of length and Urania outside of his last start was you know really bad, couldn't get out of the 3rd inning. And so, you know, with Urania Starting today, I, I had to ask Buddy that that kind of it's not that hard of, hit, of hitting of a question, but it's like, hey, you know, you you went to your bullpen when you've got this guy coming up. Is that a concern? And it was, you know what, we we just felt like we needed to use both our long relievers. So if Urania has some trouble today against Vince Velasquez, uh, for we've the all got trouble. Start the Rockies are going to be in a serious, serious world of hurt. Now we did get good news about Herman Marquez mm-hmm. um, and Daniel Bard. So those are two pitchers. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So those are two guys that you can kind of ref- refresh the lineup in a sense, but even still, uh, less than ideal. Did you feel or did you get a sense from people around you like this is this is a brutal loss to a Pirates team that's good, 9-7, and seven, but mm-hmm. it's the Pirates. It's April. The Rockies are supposed to pretend in April and May like, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what, maybe like the beginning of last year in March after the lockout, they acquired all these guys and they moved all these pieces. And it seemed like there's so many things happening that maybe, just maybe, somebody knows what they're doing. Maybe, just maybe, this will work out and and they can be contenders to the trade deadline. Because that's all you got to do. You gotta, all you got to do is be good enough for four months and you can maybe build some momentum, do something at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. That hope is like already gone for a team that already is has a fan base that's very apathetic towards them what was the sense that that you got last night or even just your own personal thoughts and just a beating like that well you know what um you have to remember um i don't know if you could tell from my pictures i was sitting um on the rooftop 
So people kind of don't care up there. (laughs) Like they're just there for a good time. Um, I was getting so annoyed at people doing the wave while Jake Bird was trying to strike dudes out. I'm like, we, I hit me and my friend Steph kept saying, you don't do that while our pitcher is pitching. Three strikeouts for the Birdman. I know. He's back. I love it. The Birdman's back. (laughs) Knock on wood. Um, But yeah, it's so funny. Actually, there were a couple of uh, Pirates fans up in that section that I was sitting in, but they all left early. I'm like, oh, okay. You couldn't stick around for a two hour and 55 minute game. Exactly. (laughs) Like what the hell is going on here? Uh, But I mean, it was, it was fun. Yeah. But it's, it was kind of a quiet game last night though. Like in terms of fans, the number of people who were there. Sure. And it was a beautiful night too, so I was a little, little bummed to see that it wasn't a little more packed. Yeah, only twenty thousand folks uh, in the building. Attendance is down. Patrick Saunders just tweeted uh, mm. something out here on Tuesday. You know, Rockies' average attendance is twenty five thousand, which is still pretty good, but it's fifteenth in MLB. So that's definitely something that you know uh, begs to be you know, eyed, uh, and we got to keep keep our tabs on that because maybe, just maybe, you know, they they will, you know, ownership will maybe suffer the consequences of, of uh, putting together a team like this. Kristen in the chat saying, maybe the Rockies are doing a reverse thing. They suck now only to kick butt the rest of the season. Playoffs, here we come. Okay, I will say she's got a point because, only because, when that tarot reader came in, she said it was going to be a rough start, but it was going to get better and there was going to be a surprise halfway through the season. I know the tarot, tarot card uh, reader was probably doing day drinking, but Kristen's definitely day drinking if she's <laughs> saying this. We love you, Kristen, but I mean, come on. Um, maybe. Look, the, the 2017, they did go on a, a historic run to get in. They were they were very far out of the final wildcard spot. That mm-hmm. being said, they were not that far out of a final wildcard spot, whereas the Rockies right now are, are dead last in the NL West. It the worries National me. League. Well, you know the saying, you know, you can't win a division in April, but you can lose it. I'm concerned. I'm so worried that this is the 100 loss team. Great. I am so concerned looking at how things have been going. You cannot win your division in April, but you can lose it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, That's definitely something to be concerned about. We're not concerned at the bar exactly because we've got abs and nuggets watch parties. It's going down here at the confluence of York and Colfax. (laughs) We're going to do two things at once there. Diehards, you know, you get 15% off your tab. Food, drink, 20% off all the gear. Of course, we've got a table set up. So if you want to get some of the Nuggets gear or Avs gear and you don't have to worry about paying for shipping and handling, whatever that may be, you can order online if you're not in the area, dnvrlocker.com when you're a diehard. You get 20% off on that. Access to the diehards only Discord, 20% off of our uh, big takeover. It April is, 29th, it next is 11 Saturday. days away. Not this Saturday, next Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, are you going to go? Oh, that's right. Mm. You got a you got a game to cover. Mm. Yeah, some of us on our off days end up still going to the game. Some of us. Whereas you would be you'd be the opposite, <laughs> where you'd be taking off of work to go to work. You'd be taking off Rapids to go to the takeover, which would also be an equally as baller of a move as, as you did, Susie, last night. Though a couple of people in the press box were like, go home. Yeah, Danielle tweeted at me and said, <laughs> go home. It's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, she's here? I was like, we had discussed there was going to be some potential yeah, to go was, to the game. It was a beautiful night, though. It was such a gorgeous night, and it was a hilarious game. <laughs> it was. It was. What's not, is, what's not hilarious is Shady Rays. I mean, they're just awesome. 
Are you sure those are hilarious? No, those are great. Those There's are actually, this, this is fire. This is like your best look. This is, I mean, I'm not, I don't take this out on the ski slopes. You know, maybe if, if I can get in the cage and do a little BP, you know, under the uh, the turtle shell there. Feeling my uh, Zach Veen kind of vibe. I hope these are Zach Veen approved. Because... Unofficial Veen models. I think that's what these are. We are. <laughs> we are all. Don't wait for Zach Veen to get promoted to the big leagues. Go right now. Buy one and get one from Shady Rays, an independent sunglass company that offers a world class product that's as good as any expensive pair that either of us have ever worn. Mm-hmm. I've worn expensive pairs. I imagine you have as well. Yeah, yeah. I wore my Shady Rays to the park last night. And I did not lose them. Let's go. But I did not remember to bring them with me today. So Ooh, that's it. You know what? We're going to give you a pass on that. Rockies have a six game losing streak. You've got like a three to four day. Haven't lost my shady race streak. I have so, a non losing streak right now. That's right. That's right. But you know what? Fear not. Uh, shady rays can't really help the Rockies out and give them some wins, but they can help you or anyone else mm-hmm. who buys a pair of shady rays. If you do happen to lose your sunglasses, they're going to go ahead, take care of you, give you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Even if you break them, they're going to hook you up in a big way. In fact, if you don't like your glasses within the first 30 days, they're going to give you a full refund, no risk when you shop at Shady Rays. Go to the Park Meadows Mall and get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 folks. Such a good deal. I'm not sure if there were 200,000 folks bowling last night in the Volo Sport League. <laughs> Our coworkers like were bowling. They were getting intense, Oh man. my gosh, the chat was popping. Yeah, Volo Sport, uh, I'm so glad it's, it's come to Denver. I mean, there are cities all around the country. Uh, they're in your neighborhood here in Denver, Lodo, Rhino, Uptown, City Park, Highlands, you name it, bocce ball, cornhole, softball, basketball, pickleball, mini golf, bowling, and... Uh, it's it's fantastic. You can like drop in. You can do that. There's a beta version where it's ten dollars a month for three months, which is great. Or twenty dollars per month, minimum three month membership, or two hundred dollars for the year, and that was going to get you locked and loaded for so many different kinds of leagues to get yourself, you know, back into action. I think a lot. I know for me personally, when I like reached my mid twenties, maybe late twenties, I was like. There's something missing in my life. And it was like hmm. activity. Like it was like, oh yeah, you know. Oh, I, I don't was, do recess anymore. Kind of kind yeah. of like having recess again. Or I played baseball and I, you know, I'd play in the summertime, or I was in a bowling league, like just a lot of different things. Or I'd even just go to my local park and play basketball with with mm-hmm. kids I grew up with who are also adults now. And then that kind of like goes away. And you're like, what's that thing that's missing? My body has like this inactivity. Volo Sport is now kind of allowing you to, to be a kid again mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Also allowing you to be an adult because I'm pretty sure we had a drinking league down here. Uh, <laughs> on Sunday, they were very loud. So you can you can have the whole the whole ray, the whole spectrum yes. of, of activities. Yeah, no, we had all the the Volo people coming in after whatever game they were coming from. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, this is so fun. It's cool. Yeah. And you know, they're, the, the Volo Kids Foundation is a separate 501c3 that provides sports camps to kids in each Volo sports city. So when you play, it allows the kids to play for free. When you bowl, Susie, mm-hmm. all three fingers going in. Or are you going too? Brandon, I saw him bowling. He was doing the almost like he was cupping. He had the top, the, the the middle he two would. fingers in. Oh, he would. No, no, no. I'm I'm three. I need um need as it. much uh, stability as I can get because I've you got the these uh, weak little wrists. They're so That's they're it. so delicate and fragile. Are you looking for the eight pounders? Yeah, the, <laughs> I the have to. You gotta, you gotta. Chris Bryant spoke after the game. It was really good uh, about you know leadership and and this clubhouse talking about that. You know he's had three error games. He's had 
uh, five strikeout games in his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he sort of plans on on going one-on-one with with a lot of the guys on the team to let, to let them know that he and Charlie and Crone, the, all the veteran guys, like they've struggled in these moments and you just got to stick with it. And that baseball is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's true. It's Ah, that's the uh, headline. That's it. There it is. But besides it being a marathon, and for anyone that's run a marathon, unless you've run it in, I don't know, maybe Kansas, there's little those, you know, undulating hills or, mm-hmm. or roads where you're like, oh, crap, like there's this tiny ass hill and I got to get over it. And I just ran 16 miles and you got to do that. There's peaks and valleys. So it's it's not not a, not a very fun roller coaster, right? Doesn't have any loop de loops. Again, it's not not big ups and big downs, but it's enough that you know it can be challenging. So uh, I thought that was really you know interesting hearing that from Chris. What what he how he you know plans to kind of handle this this, this six game losing streak and the fact that you know there's still a lot more in the tank. I think for not only him but for the team as a whole. Like they're just not playing their best baseball. Um, is it their worst baseball? I would say it's a lot closer to the worst than their best. Mm-hmm. Is it closer to their worst than the average? That I don't know yet, right? Like, like, are Too they? Too small is this, a sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this actually kind of who they are, or is it more like, no, we're seeing a worst case scenario. It's still a little bit undefined what percent mm-hmm. percentile they're at. Right? Are they at the fifty percentile, or are they at like twenty five and below? Mm-hmm. And this is, hey, this is just a really bad stretch, and they got to snap it. I think the reason why I go back to saying, you know, maybe this goes down as one of the worst one hundred losses. Uh, which is, you know, 100 sounds like a lot, but Rex has played close to 5,000 games. It's like 4,700, 48, mm-hmm. something like that. But again, just because of this really bad start to the season that they've had and the fact that Kyle Freeland was your guy to snap that streak against Rich Hill, great veteran, interesting guy to watch pitch, mm-hmm. came into the game with an ERA over seven and you go, this is a game ripe for a win. That was my DraftKings pick of the week was the Rockies, not just to win with Freeland on the hill, but to win by more than a run so to win by two or more runs and they got shellacked so that's rough yeah this was this game should have got a lot better it should have gone so much better also um i think you answered daniel's question in the chat but how are the rockies looking going forward i think you if you're still in here daniel you got the you got the answer not great well (laughs) right now going forward the good news as we alluded to before herman marquez uh, he will throw a bullpen session on Thursday and then again on Sunday. So that's really promising for for Tommy John. Doesn't even need to, to get a PRP injection right now. That's great. So that I is hope, really promising. I hope this stays great. Yeah. And so, again, you go, ah, you used up your two long relievers in the bullpen. If Urania struggles on, on Tuesday, does that throw the bullpen out of whack? Well, if Marquez can come back, then maybe you know, Davis you know, slides into your long reliever spot if you need to give somebody a rest. You know, send uh, uh, send Connor Seabold back down to AAA, something like that. You can manipulate things when you've got too many players for for not enough roster spots. So Marquez is trending nicely. Uh, Daniel Bard threw a scoreless inning yesterday in El Paso. Uh, excuse me, Sunday in El Paso, where he uh, he struck out three, did give up a single two. Fernando Tatis Jr. Just a single, though. Just a single. See, I was worried that was going to trigger you a little bit. No, okay, you know good, what? I'm good. not triggered because how many home runs did he hit the other night? 17. Yeah, so something like Over that. two games. It was over two games. It's 17 homers. It actually was. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a lot. It was so many. It was too um, many. Uh, but the fact that Daniel could just keep uh, Tatis just at a single. I'm like, okay, that's good. That that's fine with me. That's a win in my book. Yeah, he's it's Barry Sanders in, in AAA. You know, you can't stop him. 
you can only hope to contain him. You can only hope to contain him. Bard did say he's feeling good. He's feeling ready. We could even, by the time we get to the stadium today, he could be mm. activated. He was back at the stadium too, as well, on Monday. Oh, this too. is great news. So quick little rehab thing. Boom. Worked out the kinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be ready sooner than later, which is positive. Also positive. Antonio Senzatel is going to throw three innings today in Arizona. Extended spring training game. Umpired, you know, the whole thing. Um, the plan is to have him start on Sunday, April 23rd, in Hartford. How about that? Oh, I love a Hartford rehab assignment. And also that makes sense because the Rockies will be much closer to the East Coast right. than any other than any of their other farm teams. I, I, I love that. I love a Hartford rehab assignment. Here's the question. Has he ever pitched at Duncan Park yet? Because well, he was a road goat in 2016. So that means he has not. No, he he could have maybe had a rehab assignment somewhere along the way, but I don't know. I don't think I don't he know. has. I think this might be his first time. And it could have been on the road if he had a let's say double A re- Also, it's it's rare to to have the rehab assignment. Yeah, with with on the East Coast like that. But like there, you said, there the situation not, is perfect for it. Yeah, there are not a lot. Like I feel like honestly, like we see more Yankees rehab assignments when they are playing against the Yard Goats at yep. Dunkin' Donuts Park, which is now Dunkin' Park. Uh, it's gonna take a lot to get used to. Yeah, Duncan I'm proud of myself. I said Duncan Park. You and did, I'm like, and, it Let's sounds, go. and it sounds wrong, but they changed the name. By the way, will you be buying that uh, box of 25 Duncan visors that I shared with you? I didn't see, where what? Did you you didn't see that, that in Slack? Uh, where is it? I, ra- look, I see random look. things on eBay, and then I go, oh, so-and-so would, would find this interesting. And it was literally, it was like 50 bucks, but it was like 25 Duncan uh Oh, Hartford Yard Goods it. visors. Hold on. And I'm like, I mean, you don't need that many, but I also go, you know what? You need to know about this. And you, do, whatever you do, it is in your court, but you deserve to know about that. You know what? These are obviously <laughs> a giveaway. And then they stole a box of them and they're trying to sell them. I, this is so suspicious. This is so suspicious. It's so fishy. I just called it spishy because um, <laughs> I don't know how to talk anymore. I want to report this item as stolen. Like there's just no way. <laughs> Last night, uh, Twitter was popping off for a Monday night for a bad loss. There was a lot of activity. Well, I was going to say, I feel strange, like right? I feel like people kind of sound off the most when it is such a lopsided, chaotic loss. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It was wild. It was nice to see Connor Joe back. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, and you guys got to talk to him, right? Did yeah? You did, you, you put together a story. We got a story yeah. up uh, unlocked uh, at the dnvr.com. Let's you go. can go ahead and uh, check that out. Is there a Hartford rehab facility we could segue into an ad read for? <laughs> no, and we are not partnered with Duncan yet. Yes. We used to have a coffee sponsor looking for a new one. Susie, let's make this happen. I feel like you, I'm you the are bridge. the person to get the deal done. I'm You're the, the bridge. I'm the bridge. Um, did you see on Twitter that I called Chris Bryant's home run right before it happened? Spencer called it earlier in the day too. Props to you though. Props to both of you. Yes. That's, that's pretty great. I didn't see that he had called it, but I'm glad that me and Spencer are on the same page, but I was sitting there and like, kind of like tongue in cheek. I was like, if Chris Bryant doesn't hit a homer right now, I'm effing done. And then he did it. And we're like, freaking out lost our minds you're like i don't have to resign from my job thank (laughs) god i almost quit because of it yeah no No, it it was like tongue-in-cheek but still it was uh it was great and we can put two and two together that bryant homers uh against and with his former university of san diego teammate connor joe in the building i didn't even put those things together that was cool yeah he uh 
Connor was was great. He was all smiles, uh, like always, that million-dollar smile that he has. And, you know, this is our first time to talk to him and say, hey, you got traded. How did you feel? And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a saying in baseball, you know, your first trade is is the hardest. Makes sense. He said, but this one was really tough. It was really hard. And he said as soon as it happened, uh, he looked at the Pirates' schedule and he goes, when are they going to Colorado? Saw that it was April and said, I need to break camp with the team. I need to be on the opening oh day gosh. roster. That's how much it meant to him to be here, to be in the stadium. You know, he said the Pirates fans have not have not had a Kojo chant yet. They haven't given him they that love. Pirates fans don't deserve <laughs> Connor Joe if they have not put together a chant yet. This is outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, he uh he loves Denver. I mean, like how could you not? Besides the organization giving him an opportunity. But, you know, he also said it was like everyone in the clubhouse and the coaches and the trainers, they allowed me to be myself. Which you go, you look at Connor Joe and go, what, what wouldn't you allow to be your, yourself? Like, be yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people that might be quirky. You go, mm -hmm. oh, in, in, a not, in not the right environment, your quirk might not be allowed to breathe and, and just be. Yeah. You know, what, what's okay. Connor's thing? But bottom line is that it goes to show you, like, Someone could look like they've got it going on and like, oh, no, they're popular or they've got it, you know, figured out. And it's like, no, they they don't. And so having that really good environment allowed him to to grow and, uh, and for the fans to welcome him. So this was a super special place. Stopped for some beans at Huckleberry Roasters on the way. Oh, He's a big coffee yes. guy. So I had to I go, where did you get your coffee from this morning? He had run out of beans because he makes his he makes his own coffee. He brings his uh his like what bean grinder on the road with him. Yep. His manual grinder with with the manual burr on it. Because mm -hmm. look, if you have electric, too much heat gets generated by the blade. You could lose some of the oils in the beans. You There's a lot this. that goes into that. I'm, I'm going to work on a story this year because he was the big coffee guy in the clubhouse. And now... And Chad Cool is a big coffee guy too. All so your now, coffee guys. All my they've, coffee dudes. They've they've left. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, the Pirates did do a video of Connor Joe talking about his love for coffee. I didn't see this really. It was actually it was like a couple of weeks ago, oh. uh, and I might have either I reposted. I don't know. I posted it somewhere. I might have done it just on the DNVR Rockies account, or maybe it was just on my account. But it's it's actually delightful. That's cool. That's very cool. I will have to absolutely search that out. Yeah. Uh, we got to find out who the new coffee boys are. I threw the gauntlet down to Lucas Gilbreth because he said he's starting to get into it. Hmm. And he's got some time. And he's he, got the free he time. He likes being a leader. Right and he's like, oh, you know what? I said, all right, I gave you some time. I'm going to check back in with you here in a couple weeks or in a couple months. And so you'll have an opportunity to, you know, to feel good and be the new coffee guy in the clubhouse he's he's got that opportunity you got the opportunity to save some big bucks over on game time tickets oh you know that's it. where you go is that where you got your tickets last Ooh, night our tickets were so cheap <laughs> sub five or sub 10 um uh with fees it was uh, it was sub 15 okay nice yeah yeah so great so cheaper than you just had walked right up cheaper than if i had walked got right it. up yeah. yeah that's fantastic yeah you could send the 50 yard line behind home plate courtside you name it you can also do it with you know uh, 60 percent off the the face value of the ticket especially when you wait closer to the start of an event it's a nice thing that i know forever it would always confound me how i feel like two hours was the cutoff i don't know why but it was two hours if so you almost had to act two and a half to three hours before an event before you could make a move like that and buy tickets on the secondary market for a hot event or for an ice cold event 
that no one really wanted to go to, but people had tickets and they had to get rid of them. Yeah. And you had to decide so far in advance. Right now, you don't have to do that with game time. Actually sign up now, create a create an account and use code DNVR. You'll actually get 20% off your first purchase. So if uh, Susie, the next time on an off day, you go into work, technically speaking, <laughs> you can probably get your tickets for free for uh, you and a friend. You go, ah, oh, hey, you, you buy the beers. I'll get the tickets. <laughs> you buy the beers because you, you created an account and you use code DNVR and you save $20 on that purchase. Oh my gosh. Are you trying to get me to scam my friends? It's genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're welcome. Join over the 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all their favorite events and who have scammed their friends out of a couple free beers. Hit the link in the description <laughs> to save and get some of those free beers like maybe a Breck Brew Avalanche Ale. Ooh. And look, you don't have to go down to 20th and Blake Street to get some Avalanche Ale. You can actually just go to breckbeer.com, breckbrew.com, go to the beer locator and find out where in your area you can get some, any of the Breck brews, but particularly the Avalanche Ale. They got a game tonight. Their playoffs start now. Now. A few months before the Rockies playoffs. And by a few months, I mean 312 months. Yes, something like that. Um, Also, (laughs) shout out to Kristen who sent you the coffee video on Twitter. Thank you. She's got got her back. We're friends again because the Cardinals are somewhere else. Isn't it so different how uh, the whole vibe just flips once the Cardinals are out of town? Although I am wondering uh, if... If the some of the NL Central fans and Cardinals fans that we we know and love here in our community and our company, if they're going to be mad if the Rockies like don't win one game in this Pirate series, they can't hold that against us, can they? I feel like even if they don't realize they're holding it against us, that could be the Breck Brew talking. But like, don't don't let that get the best of you. <laughs> Is this still a Breck Brew? Ad? Enjoy yourself. It's now again. We're bringing it back. Okay, it's back. It's to back. the Avalanche Ale because they're they're gonna make it run for the the Stanley Cup. Can we have two parades this summer? Two. Oh, do parades? I have time for that many parades? Double parades, and then in October after the World Series, no parade. Yeah, yeah. Are we getting a Rapids parade? <laughs> rapids parade are we getting a rapids on the front page of the denver post if they win the mls cup <laughs> maybe it'll be at the bottom maybe it'll at least be uh be at the bottom of the page but <laughs> but you know what i've seen i think at the top at the top of uh denver post mm-hmm. certainly like on a full back page certainly you know on, on a bus is advertisements for bacchus and Shanker. bacchus and Shanker. because they win they they are going strong i don't know how many years they've won the Lawsuit championship, uh, but but they're they're amazing. They're fantastic, partially because you don't have to pay them until they win for you. Like you can even just call them, get consultation. It's amazing. All their work is free until they can win you money. So there's no upfront fee just to speak with them. No fees at all while they're working on your case. No fees until they win your case Love and that. win money for you. They've won it to the tune of over one billion dollars, and that's thanks to the fact that they got over a hundred folks on staff, 30 lawyers there. Mm-hmm. So like that's, that's a super team. They're they not limited by a 26 man roster. It's mm-hmm. unlimited. They are not that you are right. That is a great point. They don't, they don't just sign a lawyer to an $8 million contract just because they're worried about losing a couple cases. They plan ahead. They get the best lawyer prospects. I imagine they make some good deals. <laughs> they, they're, they're just great at what they do. do they have all a, around. Do they have a lawyer farm system? They have an analytics department. I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, again, that's why they've won over a billion dollars for Colorado clients. Look, they've got offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Give them a call, uh, especially when the accidents weren't your fault. We're talking car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian accidents, truck accidents, whatever it can be. 222-2222. Find out us. if you have a case.
for free. Two, 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 two. I'm not firing off a laser gun. It's just all twos, all dazes. <laughs> Give them a call for free because you know who wins? Packers and Shanker. Oh, damn, that was good. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Shit. The show has become unhinged. You there simply are, love to see it. Uh, <laughs> it's minor league Monday, but I I want to talk about some some books, some reading material. Yeah, Coco Montes will still be the Pacific Coast League Player of the Week tomorrow. We'll, yes, he will. We'll get to that. We'll get to him. That might be. Hopefully, we have other things to talk about too. <laughs> but like that might that might be it. Nothing is guaranteed, Patrick. Do you know that Thomas calls Coco Montes my boo? He's like, oh, did you see your boo? Oh, yes. I actually did know that. And it's not because like I go go off the rails and I'm just the only one that talks about Coco Montes, but I was the first and second and third and probably fourth person to talk to Thomas Mon- uh, talk, Thomas Harding about Coco. I was like, mm-hmm. this dude's a thing. This thing's a dude. Like, we've got something here <laughs> uh, for Mr. Coconut, the Smoothie King. The All right. Smoothie King. How much do you know about Bo Jackson? Are you Are you... Interested in him. He was kind of maybe slightly before your time. So I sort of feel either you're like, he's a legend. I love him or I don't love him because he was before my time. But uh, I would like to know a little bit more about what's his deal. I will say it's a little bit of both because I am aware that he's a legend, but I don't know. He he was a little bit before my time. So it's like I, I haven't like appreciated all that he has given the world of sports. Yeah, fantastic book just came out. It's called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson by Jeff Perlman, who uh, I've read a couple of his books. Mm -hmm. He wrote one about the Dallas Cowboys dynasty, which was crazy, the 86 Mets, which was fantastic. So just the the author alone Mm -hmm. has me excited to read it. But yeah, look, like the dude was the he was the the poster child for Tecmo Bowl like pre-Madden it was like Bo Jackson where it had like 99 power you could run 100 yards and then run back across back to the one yard line and then run like that's how good he was that's how video game makers saw him uh you know he just like Dion you know he was he was a better player at both football and baseball than Dion but his he didn't have the numbers because he he got hurt Mm. uh, but was a fantastic running back with the Raiders a uh, fantastic outfielder with uh, the Royals made made a catch once where caught it and then to slow himself down he just ran up the wall like I think I think Griffey has done it once or twice oh but like he just ran up along the wall like I I can't stop I can't slow myself <laughs> down so he's the last folk here because he kind of came before the social media age and before mm. you know you could watch so many teams just about every single week um, and and sports were just everywhere it was mm-hmm. still getting to that space in uh, in the 1980s. So that's an interesting one to, to pick up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for telling us about this. <laughs> uh, Joe Kelly. Are you a Joe Kelly fan? Yeah. You. Oh, well, then you're going to love... I, I, yeah, he seems like a character. Yes. <laughs> a damn near perfect game by Joe Kelly and Rob Bradford. Kelly has something to say, no surprise there, about baseball's rule changes. So... Very apt. Like, it's just happening right now. Dude already has a book about the pitch clock, the shift, designated hitter. Uh, Hacks, overused analytics, Mm. as it's described. Sign stealing. Stale promotion to new fans and encouraging players' emotions. Let them fight. Let them backflip. Let them talk shit. I love that. Also, I love the cover of this book with his most iconic (laughs) facial expression. This is so great. To Manny Machado. Yes, he yes. did. When he was in LA, that's right. He like he traded him for his jersey or something. Yes, and that was that that came against uh, Manny Machado too with that uh-huh. face. Very nice. I also, hope you're on mic right now. 
Oh my gosh. Side note, Albuquerque, uh, the isotopes, I think have a new mariachis logo. Uh, you hear that's red, white, and green, like the Mexican flag. It, I don't know if it's been officially unveiled. I've only seen like half photos of it. And I'm like, okay, this looks amazing. Uh, Kelly also talks about, uh, some of the conversations that he had that he aired with commissioner Rob mm. Manfred. So that's interesting. This one comes out later this year, September, 2023, cause I think it's the 30th anniversary no crying in baseball. The inside story of a league of their own. Ooh. Big stars, dugout drama, and a home run for Hollywood. I mean, I don't think you need to say anything else about about this book. Like, if you love a league of their own. So, which, is this a book about the movie? This is more uh, a book about the the movie. A little bit about the league. Uh, mm -hmm. Penny Marshall's work as the director for that. Mm -hmm. um, just just all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. I can't even remember half the stories about. Um, Gina Davis and like her athleticism because oh like gosh. she ended up qualifying for like the Olympics in <laughs> in archery like legitimate like like she was like an athlete and maybe she never knew it until you know she like tried out and trained and was like oh she's athletic Madonna you're like oh yeah she's a good dancer she's athletic yeah. boom she's gonna be all the way May in center field boom she's a center fielder sliding to third base like it's so awesome I'm super excited for this book. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Uh, but I do the, my least favorite thing about the, um, the whole, a league of their own movie. Okay. I hate the saying, no crying in baseball. I cry all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I cry all the time. I think it's There's so much crying. I think it's, I think it's a perfect statement because it's, it's not true. But you can just say like, but everyone knows that it's not true. So you can use it whenever you want. You can use it when you're like, hey, this guy got, you know, Charlie, let's say today he gets hit by a pitch twice. And you're like, hey, there's no crying in baseball. Charlie went down to first base. He didn't start a brawl. You go, hey, there's no crying in baseball. And then you got Connor Joe coming back, having a moment, maybe getting a standing ovation from the Coors Field fans after he homers. And people kind of realize, oh, crap. Yeah, that's that's Connor Joe. That kind of got lost. Did hear some fans say like, we love you, Connor. But he he uh, he started off the second inning, and so it was like again because the game's moving so quick, mm -hmm. there wasn't that opportunity to be like, okay, he's on deck, he's about to come up. So it didn't build maybe like it 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 should have. So there's definitely crying in baseball. Sidebar: Did you see that Cody Bellinger had a pitch clock violation because he was just accepting his welcome back to Dodger Stadium? How dare he! Yeah, that was I. I hate that. That that makes me hate the pitch clock. Yeah, that's that was not great. Screw yeah, no, I mean that's true. Also, who cares? Who cares well, this, about the Dodgers and Cody Bellinger? This will make you feel better. He did. Uh, I think he robbed a home run. He's with the Cubs, mm -hmm. and then after the play, he got booed, and he's like, "Hey guys, whoa, what? Come on, remember me? Like, <laughs> why are you booing me? Like what?" So, but he was laughed about it. I, I think it's good. I think it's appropriate. Um, and then this final book, which uh, I'm excited about. I don't want to talk about too much, but it's called Tales from the mm -hmm. Dugout. Great concept. Thousand and one, not thousand and one. You don't want to say and for decimal. Thousand one humorous, inspirational, <laughs> and wild anecdotes from minor league baseball by Tim Haggerty. I would actually forgotten uh, about this book and your connection with it. Yes. And saw it completely on my own and go, oh my God, this book sounds amazing. Like all kinds of stories. I know. Monkeys. I Weird promotions, early 1900s. That's all I'm going to say about it yes. because we've we've got more this week with it. Yeah, this book is perfect. No notes. Yeah, I left this in here so you could grab it and you forgot. Um, but uh, we've had an interview with author Tim Haggerty, who is the El Paso broadcaster. 
Um, great dude. So excited about this book. It finally did come out maybe like a month ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, but yeah, we recorded a great interview and I think we're going to run that on Friday since we're talking about it. That's cool. Yeah. There, there's a story called headless crusher and I'm like, okay, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think there's too many dark stories in there. It's like, all pretty delightful. Yeah, it's, exactly. So that's the other thing too. And again, for, for, I know a lot of people that maybe don't do a ton of reading or prefer audiobooks, stuff like, uh, the grandest stage, Tyler Kepner's novel about the world series, which we mm-hmm. discussed on, on Monday's show and tales from the dugout is that like, it's, it's very digestible. Mm-hmm. It's those like smaller pieces. You already have some familiarity. It's not digging deep about, you know, uh, you know, this player, you know, being an orphan and jumping around and this is the reason why later on he became, it's like, look, here's the story. Here's the anecdotes. You'll be, you'll be laughing and you might be crying in a good way because there is crying crying in baseball (laughs) and there is Twitter in baseball now, especially for us. (laughs) So you can, yes, you can vent with us at DNVR underscore Rockies. You can celebrate. Hopefully we'll have some silver linings. We'll, we will laugh. We will make the best of it, as always. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. Um, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter, not just on Twitter, on all platforms. This has been wonderful, dare I even say momentous. But you know what they say about baseball podcasts and momentum. What do they say, Patrick? It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you Wednesday post-game right here on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.